friends, welcome back for another episode of the Free to Love podcast. This week's conversation, we're entitling The Offensive Gift of Forgiveness. Forgiveness is a doorway, a portal through which we can leave behind the pitiful prison cell of bitterness and the self-limiting victim mentality that empowers our mistreatment of self and others, and step out into an expansive new land of freedom, joy, and healing. Yet, so often we refuse to take the necessary steps to access our healing and new life. For many of us, this may be because we misunderstand what forgiveness is and the crucial distinction between it and reconciliation. Many of us carry a shallow view of forgiveness that seems to downplay violation and injustice. However, as we explore in this conversation, forgiveness does not dispense with the need for justice nor demand that we remain open to abuse or mistreatment. Rather, it empowers us to be free of past wounds and move with intention towards healthier lives and relationships. Our hope is that this week's conversation on forgiveness invites you deeper into that process and the joy that you can discover there. Friends, we get to talk about an exciting topic today. Uh, we've had so many conversations that are amazing, but they also are heavy. Sometimes we've talked about trauma, we've talked about addiction, we've talked about shame, you know, we've talked about some exciting stuff too. But today's conversation topic is forgiveness, which is not easy, but it is exciting. Mm. Um, Jeff, I, I'd love it if you'd actually just open us before we jump into the topic and try and map a little bit of, about mm-hmm. where we're going to go in this conversation by reading that scripture that you shared with us okay. beforehand. Yeah, this is this is such a great passage. It's one of my favorite passages when we talk about forgiveness, and it's Jesus is at the Pharisee's house uh, of Simon, and all of a sudden this woman walks in. And let me go ahead and read the, the context. It says, Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, the Pharisee, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Mm. Wow. Mm. I just love the heart of Jesus. Yeah. And uh, I, I find myself when I read this, you know, I can see a little bit of Simon in me. Yeah. You know, I can see a little bit of this self-righteous Preach. smugness <laughs> of if a woman, if you could imagine on a Sunday service, if we see some woman who completely is just, is undone. Beside and, herself. And beside herself. And she's weeping and weeping. raising and just. Oh my gosh. I, I would go to a place of kind of uh, judgment. Totally. What the heck is this woman doing? And. She's interrupting my church she's service. She's interrupting the church service, or she's uh, disorderly. 
Uh, But I'm so grateful that God in his love says it's okay. Mm. It's okay for us to be in a place sometimes of completely undone, Mm -hmm. of completely smitten and being overwhelmed by the love of Jesus, Mm -hmm. overwhelmed and touched by the forgiveness of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's what this passage reveals, but is really convicting to me is the last line. And uh, it says, but a person who is forgiven little shows only little Mm -hmm. love. Wow. You know, I, that is such a good place to start. (laughs) And, I love how you're drawing our attention to in that passage, what that passage does. It it gives us permission and freedom to be extravagant in our response to God's move of grace towards us and forgiveness, right? Because for so much of us in the Western church, and uh, I know it's true for me with, you know, my own shame baggage and performer in me. um, I know it's true for both of you guys as well as parts of your story, just because I've gotten the privilege of knowing you for some years now. But we have this equation in our heads, which is like, well, yes, God is gracious and he's forgiving, but I have to, like, there's an equation to it. I am penitent, I confess, and then God in his mercy grants me forgiveness. And man, I was reading uh, Brendan Manning's book, uh, The Ragamuffin, Ragamuffin Gospel recently, and he makes such a mockery of that, how we have that, pardon my language, ass backwards, where it's, no, 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 no. What happened on the cross, what happened with the coming of Christ, the inbreaking of God in that way is the full revelation of the insanity of God's heart wow. for us, which is that the equation is you are forgiven. Yeah. So now you're free to confess, right? Because we do need that. It's important for us to name, you know, our our woundedness, our shortcomings, and we'll get to that a little bit later. So mm-hmm. in this scene with the woman, I imagine, you know, for a long time being being hounded by shame. I read that passage mm. as she's doing that from a place of shame, right? Wow. She's doing that from this, mm. oh no, I, like, I'm so unworthy, so I'm crying, I'm weeping, I'm crying, you know, instead of what is more likely the case, which is that in this private moment of tenderness that we don't see, mm-hmm. Jesus speaks the word of love, speaks her true name, sees her, she is able to receive that. And the scene that then we have recorded for us in the gospels is her response to God's gracious wow. move yeah. towards us. It's a scene of gratitude. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. It's yes. a scene of gratitude, not mm-hmm. guilt, mm-hmm. not shame, mm-hmm. not obligation. Mm-hmm. We're not coming to worship and go, oh, it's God is so good. He's so above us that he's forgiven us and mm-hmm. we owe him worship. Um, if we felt convicted enough, we would respond in worship. And it's this guilt obligation yes. performance. Um, wow. This is a passage about gratitude, That's right. which I love because it highlights the beautiful, extraordinary gift that forgiveness is. Wow. Forgiveness isn't a burden. It's not a, um, a oh, great, got to forgive because I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. I've got to be a forgiving person. It's not this command that looms over us. It is a gift that God has given and paved a way for us to experience that provides freedom. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. gift that gives us freedom. Yes. And wow. you see that in this woman. Yes. Um, she's fully herself. She's fully operating in her authentic, free, forgiven, whole mm. self. Yeah. And um, 
and Jesus is commending it. He's saying this is good and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And those who um, don't really, who haven't been walking in forgiveness, who haven't been experiencing it, haven't been offering it, um, are there. That's the limit. Like yeah. mm-hmm. they've been loving, they've been experiencing the love little yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I I think it exposes to me, it exposes the distinction, the difference between a religious spirit mm. and true spirituality. Yeah. And as you said, the one word you used was authenticity. Yeah. Is that in, in the in the nature of walking in the spirit of forgiveness, there's that we have the freedom to be to in our wholeness, in our humanity, express deep, profound emotions, painful emotions. Uh, gratitude, uh, thankful emotions. Mm-hmm. And to me, this so really exposes when you're not self-conscious, when you're Christ-conscious, when you're not sin-conscious, but you're forgiveness-conscious, mm-hmm. there's this freedom of being who you are. Yeah, totally. And so the authentic spirit of forgiveness in this passage, we see it offends the religious spirit within each of us. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a... what we see here, don't we? Because man, I, you know, when you're watching a movie, right? And there's the, there's the clear cut bad guy and there's the clear cut good guy, good gal. Um, there's an injustice because that's a part what we're going to talk about. You know, there's a justice element to what's going on here that introduces this profound paradox and tension that, um, each of us doesn't like, and the world really doesn't like either. We want things to be black and white, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, we want to, it feels good when you identify the villain in the movie. You, I mean, maybe this is just me confessing to you guys, but I, I, I revel sometimes in hating him. It's like, oh gosh, you're going to, and, and I, I'm anticipating the fact that you're going to get yours, man. And when you get strung up, you know, when, when the bad guy gets killed or, or exposed or shamed, uh, there's a part of me that's like, yes, right? Man, that reveals the shallowness of my own understanding of who God is, what his heart is, and what real forgiveness looks like. It offends my sensibilities. Yeah. God's forgiveness, who he is, offends the Pharisee in me. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, you know, all my favorite movies are movies about vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Payback. Yeah, yeah. Not forgiveness. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh, it um, forgiveness is offensive. Mm. Yeah. It's offensive to non-believers. Yeah. It's offensive. It can be f- offensive to the world because mm-hmm. we were just talking about that a little bit, that, um, gosh, I don't know if we're going to get there now, if you just want me to go there right now. Go but, for it. Um, we were talking about how there's another passage, um, Matthew 18, um, that talks about the disciples are asking Jesus, um, well, how many times am I supposed to forgive my brother or my sister? Seven times? At, mm-hmm. You know, just right up to seven times, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus goes, no, no, not just seven times, but 77 times. Mm-hmm. And seven being this symbolic number of of completeness, of totally, of wholeness. Um, for him to say 77 times is implying continually and always, and there is no limit to how many mm-hmm. times you need to be ready and willing to forgive. And we were talking about why that passage can be so difficult is because if we're supposed to be forgiving people who are loving much, um, 
and there's then sometimes we mistake forgiveness as meaning that we become doormats mm-hmm. yeah. and forgiveness mm-hmm. just means that we are either denying pain, we're mm-hmm. minimizing the pain or we are white, white just washing yeah. it away. And uh, the problem there is that the world looks at forgiveness as weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Christians sometimes look at it like this. So forgiveness looks weak. It looks like we are doormats. It looks like you could take advantage of us. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like we're pushovers and um, looks like you're enabling, looks like we're right? enabling. enabling the abuser or Placating. you're, you're complicit mm-hmm. in the oppression, mm-hmm. right? I mean, a lot of the justice theme conversations that our culture has been wrestling with around police brutality, about our, the legacy of racism, about the rampant abuse within the church, you know, I mean, yeah, there's man, we, our culture is desperate right now for a concept of forgiveness because you know, the cancel culture that's happens on the left or on the right, right? Mm-hmm. That's, we think that that is justice. Hey, justice is um, the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Like you are no more, you're cast out of the camp. You're, you know, you're shamed for life. Mm-hmm. Scripture's offensive here because it, it invites us to say, well, wait, wait a second. No, if at the heart of God is a radical f- willingness to forgive yes. us, And we are called to be image bearers of God, to become little Christs walking around Mm -hmm. who channel that love uh, from the overflow of the work of the Holy Spirit and extend forgiveness to the world. Like, uh, what does that look like? So can, can we go there? Can we talk about some of the, the tension, the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation? And like, Mm -hmm. we are not saying we were not saying that forgiveness needs to be naive, that forgiveness needs to um, maintain relationship with abusers, right? We're saying that forgiveness is rooted in love. It is an extraordinary gift that God has given to us in Jesus, in the cross, in his just overwhelming transformative love. And we're saying that forgiveness sets us free um, and we're saying that it does not make us weak. It does not make us, um, naive, uh, to the pain of ourselves or the, the world around us of, to abuse and trauma. Um, we are saying that forgiveness is, is complex, profound and deep, and not just a simple little band aid yeah. that Christians are supposed to slap on mm-hmm. and stuff their hurt feelings. Yeah. So I think we definitely need to go there, Joseph. I think we need to dive into, because you keep bringing up the, we've all brought up the word justice. Yeah. Um, how does justice intersect with forgiveness? Yeah. And I, I think I just want to elaborate as we move into this, into understanding the distinction of forgiveness is distinction isn't just a concept, but it's a person. It's forgiveness is at the heart of the gospel. Forgiveness is the major expression of the person of, of Christ. Christ who came and a, the demonstration of the courage and the boldness um, of facing the pain of him experiencing um, of injustice yeah. and dying on the cross for our, for mm-hmm. our sins. And so to really understand the, the heart and the core of Christianity, we need to look to the cross. We need to see Jesus and how his love for us was so powerful, he was willing to die and experience just excruciating pain um, and to experience his own betrayal and the injustice. 
So that's what has that is what's grabbed my heart. Mm-hmm. That's what brought me to 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 my knees of accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and that I have been forgiven of my sins. And that's why forgiveness is controversial, and that is why it mm-hmm. is um, uh, why it is such a challenge mm-hmm. because it goes against our nature. It is extraordinary that Jesus would um, utterly face such injustice mm-hmm. and still do what he did for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we've already mentioned it before, but you know, most of us walk around as kids, you know, emotionally. I know that's a question that, uh, that got asked you recently, Jeff, how old are you? Right. Mm-hmm. And that it's yeah. such a helpful diagnostic tool for mm-hmm. us. We use in the skills classes, you know, um, mm-hmm. Hey, when you're triggered in your pain, what, how old are you? What age do you yeah. revert back to? Right. Yeah. Well, if we're honest, most of us, most every, every one of us reverts back to the pains of childhood in mm-hmm. some way, shape or form. Right. Which means we have a very naive and a very black and white and a very shallow understanding of justice that looks far more like karma than anything else. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it is, it's, yeah, it's like you do this, you deserve this sort of punishment, mm-hmm. you know? And we look at, just to take our criminal justice system, for for instance, here in the United States, it, it's uh, for all of its success, it is so limited in bringing about full justice. In God's view, justice is wholeness. It is healing. Mm-hmm. It is reconciliation, right? It is taking the woundedness um, and the injustice. It's naming it. It's bringing it out. It's honoring it, right? But it is ultimately his heart is for the offender to be reintegrated into the community, right? At, as a transformed person, not as an offender anymore. Right. Um, but man, it's. <sighs> There's an element of the process of forgiveness. So maybe that's yeah. pause right there. Forgiveness is a process. Mm-hmm. It's not a light switch that you just flip on in one moment and go, Oh, unforgiven. Now nope, forgiven yeah. done. Um, Quite often there are, maybe there's these moments where you have with God that it's like a leap ahead where you feel a burst of, um, progress in your journey Mm -hmm, of forgiveness, mm -hmm. but generally it is a process that takes time. Now in that process, um, part of that process of forgiveness is recognizing the injustice Mm -hmm. and it's okay and healthy to recognize the injustice. And when we say injustice, we're saying to say to acknowledge that there was a wrong mm-hmm. here. There's something that went counter to the heart of God right. that happened here. Mm-hmm. Right. There, what was right, what is righteousness was um, violated. Mm-hmm. Right. A wrong has been committed here. And it can be very powerful to acknowledge that wrong, to say that wrong, to confess that wrong, um, to whether that you did that wrong or whether that wrong was done to you to right. be able to, to name what was wrong here, what went against the heart mm-hmm. of God here is part of the journey of forgiveness and can be very, very powerful. Um, it's not a denial of the mm-hmm. pain. So, in, so as we talk about the process of, we have, as you said, we have to acknowledge and we have to identify the injustice that's done to us. Um, and that requires protest. So part of the healing, what I've discovered in my own life is instead of minimizing or ignoring the pain, dismissing the pain, it's in our humanity, God is not, um, 
he, he's not a weak God that he can't handle our anger. Yeah. You know? And that's what you mean by protest, right? That's right. The, it's the, like the, the thing within us that pushes to against. I can't this. Yeah. To be able to identify it and to be able to name it and realize that protest is a significant part of the journey of experiencing healing and is walking through the steps of forgiveness is we have to, we have to protest. Unfortunately, it doesn't end there. So what we're seeing in our culture today is that where people are stuck in a constant mood and a mindset of, of injustice and protest. Of just pushing up against the, the wrong that was done That's right. and sitting and dwelling in, this is so wrong, this is so wrong. Because there is the cry of the heart that protests mm-hmm. against the wrong that has been done. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what you're getting yeah. at. Sometimes it comes out in anger. Sometimes it comes out in um, sorrow mm-hmm. and grief. And, and um, yeah. And when we confuse the, the very necessary step of protest, right, of, of giving ourselves the permission to feel the, the fullness of our pain, to not dismiss it or to deny it, when we mistake that part of the process as the end point, we're how are we going to conceive of justice as anything other than retributive violence, right? Because we're in a state That's of right. anger and pain That's at having right. been wounded. There's been a, vi- in the, you know, in the restoration therapy model, right, that we've talked about, this is all grounded in, there is that violation of love or trust, and there's a part of us that wants to hit back, you know, and that uh, is not the fullness of justice. That is not something that leads to... Uh, health and healing in our own hearts um, or in the community at large. So can you, can we keep taking this walk through what is the, so there's been the offense, um, a necessary part is protest. What's the next step in the process of forgiveness? Well, I think um, the next step is in, we have to acknowledge that there has been an injustice done to us. At the same time, we can't ignore the wrong. We can't just turn a blind eye from it. And I know, uh, a lot of people I know, a lot of Christians, will dismiss the protest, would just ignore it. Um, and we, we're not dismissing that someone has hurt us. Uh, we're not turning a blind eye from it, but we're acknowledging what you did was wrong. And so there has to be understanding there, the forgiveness does not require fairness. Mm-hmm. It's an acknowledgement that I have been hurt. And so we, we have to understand that the journey to healing isn't to minimize, dismiss, ignore, but to embrace it and to feel the pain of the injustice that's been done to us. And that is really, this is part of the journey of freedom for us. Um, But then really, then where do we go from there? And I think the next step is, and we have to learn to surrender. Yeah, We have to learn to walk into a place of sorrow and grief and and learning to uh, let go. Because I think that protest and tapping into why am I so outraged? What was the wrong that was done here? Um, And a lot of that can actually help us partner with the heart of God, where we align ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because what outrages us in our core, we have to realize that God is outraged too by these injustices, Mm -hmm. these these wrongs that Mm -hmm. have been done. And so I I think that's a, a place where we can meet God in the journey. And then... I, I think the next step in the process is insight work where That's we, right. where good. we do have to take time to go, how, how did this happen? What, how has this affected me? Mm-hmm. 
um, how has this changed me? How has this changed the situation? Um, what, how have I been relating to mm-hmm. it? Do a little bit of that's process yeah. insight work mm-hmm. um, in our own self, in the situation. And along with that process work, I think as we recognize the changes that have taken place because of this, this wound, um, this, this wrong, um, we, there's grief, like you were saying, Jeff, mm-hmm. there's grief that comes out. There's sorrow that comes out. There's a time of lament, mm-hmm. not just for the wrong that was done, but because of the, the loss um, the changes that have taken place. And and so there may be a period of grief in your forgiveness mm, process yeah. where you mourn the relationship that was, that is no longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and God meets us there in that. That's part of this, this is that God is meeting us in every part of this journey. Um, and he's walking us through, he's sitting with us as we do that insight work. Um, and I think there's a, a learning element That's right. to forgiveness. That's good. So it's not just acknowledgement and confession, but there's also this, how, what difference does this make now? Um, Where is God in the midst of this? Um, And I think in this, he teaches us compassion. Mm -hmm. I think he teaches us new perspective Mm -hmm. on Mm ourselves, on the world, on the other, the the notorious other. (laughs) Um, I think he's building compassion in us. And I think that... um, uh, during that whole time, I think he is meeting us and teaching us. So there's that learning, um, which keeps us from being a doormat. That's why forgiveness doesn't mean that we just passively give permission to keep yeah. wounding mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Um, forgiveness is is an acknowledgement, and then there's a learning, and how has this changed me, and what am I going to do differently now? What's God calling me to differently now that um, I've I've experienced these things? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, just to add what you're saying, Jen, is it's it's not just a matter of letting go of the harm that's done to us, but it's really understand there's been great loss. Yeah. You know, that there's been a brokenness in the relationship. There's been, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to, which is, is to reconcile. And there is a distinction between forgiveness and reconciliation mm-hmm. is that you may not be able to reconcile the relationship. The person yeah. takes two people to reconcile. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a great loss because it changes the dynamic of a relationship. It might even end a relationship depending upon the severity of the betrayal or, mm-hmm. or the injustice. So, so as you said, is that we're going to have to sit in that. And part of the grief process is to take responsibility for how is this impacting me and maybe even ask ourselves, how is this impacting me and where have I in any way contributed to the, 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 the injustice? What have I done that I can learn from, uh, from this, um, the, the injustice in this relationship. And so we have to have discernment to understand what, how that's impacting our own inner life Mm -hmm. and our own thinking. And then, the process of forgiveness, as you talked about coming to a place of compassion, which is really the sign of maturation of complete Mm -hmm. forgiveness is when Mm -hmm. we can understand why did this person treat me this way? Why did this happen Mm -hmm. to gain understanding? What was underneath that led this person? What was going on in their life, in their heart that they would behave this way? And compassion doesn't mean complicit. It doesn't mean that you give that, that it was okay that they treated yeah. you that way. You're it not just, endorsing or blessing. Yeah, the, it's just yeah. the kind of compassion that allows Jesus to say, you're still, you are still my child. Mm. 
they're even still though, worthy of love. Yeah, you're still worthy of love and you still have the dignity of a human. Mm-hmm. Um, you are still mine. Yeah. Um, but Jeff, you were hitting on the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation, which mm-hmm. I think is is helpful for people because um, do you want to elaborate on the distinction there a little bit more? Yeah, and we talked about this before, mm-hmm. is that really reconciliation includes two parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so there's responsibility on two parties. Is one is that we have to, if, if I have been, uh, if there's been injustice on my part, I, I then need to walk through, as we just uh, reiterated, I need to walk through this process of, of forgiving this person. But I need to acknowledge to this person, hey, you hurt me. Mm-hmm. This is, you did this to me. And so we need to identify and acknowledge this and, and then be able to say, you hurt me, and yet I want you to know that I forgive you. Now that doesn't happen. That's not a quick fix. That's right. something we have to walk through. Yeah. But with to reconcile with another person, that other person needs to be able to take responsibility mm-hmm. for the the injustices they have created us. But we all know that there are people who have hurt us that are no longer in our lives. Mm-hmm. There's people who have deeply hurt us, maybe family members that are dead. So we know reconciliation is more primarily a, re, a vertical response. And it's really between me and God as um, as it is mm-hmm. is horizontal. So, well, it's definitely we can say with confidence that it is God's heart within every conflict for there to be reconciliation. Now, because we live in a limited, finite, broken world, um, as you were pointing out, Jeff, if the other party, right, because it always takes two. This is always re- we're talking about relational violation here. If the other party is not at a place on their journey where they're capable or willing to take responsibility for the wounding that they've inflicted on you or on the relationship, then it is you, we are commanded to forgive. Mm -hmm. That's a tension, right? Mm -hmm. We are commanded to love our enemies, to pray for those that persecute us. Right. Um, we, but it is, if they're not willing to take responsibility, it is reckless to try and force reconciliation. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're, that's where we get into the, the situations of toxic relationships and abusive relationships or abusive institutions or anything. No, no, no. You have freedom in God to, um, to, to shake the dust off of your sandals, mm-hmm. to wash your hands of that, not dismissing or demonizing them as a person, mm-hmm. but forgiving them in your own heart, say, committing, saying yes to the journey of healing and forgiveness, but maintaining healthy boundaries, right? Because God is not asking you or commanding you to stay in an abusive space. Mm. Yeah. So if reconciliation is, um, restores the love and trust between Mm. in a relationship that, but that would be one way to look at reconciliation is it's a restoration of love and trust between the two parties. And so it takes the two parties, but forgiveness does not necessarily take both parties. Forgiveness can happen solo with between you and the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other person may never know about it. Mm -hmm. They may never know that you went on that journey. That's what I hear you saying. Mm -hmm. Um, and forgiveness can still happen even if reconciliation does not happen. Mm-hmm. Which is why, to your point, Jeff, uh, we can forgive the dead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and we understand that um, when we don't forgive, then we are 
placing ourselves, we're, we're putting ourselves in a place of, of, um, of captivity. Mm-hmm. We, we're, lock, we're actually linking ourselves to, um, to bondage, mm-hmm. to, our, to our anger, to our hate, and we don't even recognize it. You know, what's, I heard what's say that if, you know, when you, when you want to hurt somebody and you're walking in unforgiveness, is it's like you taking cyanide and expecting another person to yeah. die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's really, it's something Such that powerful forgiveness image. has to do with you or in your own heart. It's a condition of your heart to be able to let go. Unfortunately, a lot of people who stay in their, in their toxic state of anger is then they play the role of the victim. Mm-hmm. And they, and playing the role of a victim is they're empowering themselves to the right to punish other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're making forgiveness conditional. And so they're saying, I have to hold on to this anger because this person won't do what they need to do so that I can forgive yeah. them. That's mm-hmm. not the way it works, friends. Yeah. Forgiveness, each one of us can go on our, a journey of forgiveness yeah. because it is for us. It is a gift that sets us free so that we don't have to stay in bondage, like Jeff is talking about, to that mm-hmm. angst of continually holding up the banner that's saying, this was a wrong. Yeah. We don't have to keep crying that cry. Forgiveness allows us to mm-hmm. work through it and let it and surrender and come to a place of, of peace again, mm-hmm. knowing that God, who is a just and good God, yeah. will make sure that all the injustices are set right that the people who need a talking to will get that talking to <laughs> from him that you don't have to, we don't have to continually punish in order for people to know that they were off. Yeah. Um, we get to walk through the journey of forgiveness, trusting that God mm-hmm. is working on them as he is working on us. And we can, we can be mm-hmm. set free to get to that place that, that woman was at where yeah. she was just overwhelmed with mm-hmm. total release. Yeah. Release. And, uh, Let's make this a little personal. Go okay. for it. Go for it, Jeff. <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys have ever... I forgive you, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever harboring anger or unforgiveness, but I, I have in my life. And, I, I, uh, and part of it is growing up is that forgiveness um, was never manifested in my family. You know, I mm. never heard my mom and dad reconcile. I never heard them say, I'm sorry. So wow. that was something that was un, un, unknown to me. So um, I'm just to acknowledge the fact that I, um, for 20 years of my life, I was unaware that I was holding on to unforgiveness from my father mm-hmm. and how through, through the time, this, this, this journey of walking in this unforgiveness, it began to harden my heart. And some of the characteristics of that was playing the victim role, being cynical, um, being critical, uh, being judgmental, being sarcastic. So I realized all these, all these characteristics of me not walking through forgiveness, yeah. not only it impacted, you, and you addressed this earlier, it not just impacted my relationship with my father, but I carry that into my marriage. Mm-hmm. And I was unaware how my inability to forgive my father, that, that toxicity of the hardness of my heart, I was taking that out on Robin, wow. and but I wasn't aware of that, which it gets back to what Jesus said, those who have been forgiven little, love little. And the major characteristics of unforgiveness is cynicism, criticalness, mm-hmm. judgmentalism, and our inability to love well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, right back to the heart of this podcast, the freedom to love, Mm -hmm. free to love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know, we've got to wrap up this part of the conversation, but we're going to pick up next week. Um, We're going to dive deeper into this concept of forgiveness um, and looking at what happens when we live in unforgiveness, when Mm. we refuse the invitation to the healing journey. And we're going to talk about bitterness and its toxic effects on our hearts, our minds, our families, and on the world. Uh, Jen, I want to. I've got a, a few things I want to try and do to to tie up this episode. But any f- kind of closing thoughts from you after Jeff just shared that personalized story? I think that forgiveness is vulnerable. It takes mm-hmm. vulnerability. Yeah. And Jeff said this at the beginning that it takes a lot of courage. He was talking yeah. about Jesus facing the cross and how much courage it takes to be willing to um, do the process of forgiveness, to be willing to walk the road of forgiveness and to know that God is with you every step of the way. And it does take courage and vulnerability Mm -hmm. to allow yourself to feel the feelings and not Mm -hmm. be guarded and to release something Yeah, and to walk in that kind of freedom. But man, is it the sweetness of life? Yeah. And I just want to, uh, quote C.S. Lewis as we bring this to a close. He says, to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Which totally, man, it's like we, it's like we planned this, except that we didn't. Thanks, Jeff. I'll pay you later. Uh, you know, I've, uh, as we were prepping that to lunch. Yeah. As, as we were prepping this, this, uh, and talking beforehand, this, I was trying to begin writing this sentence and I, uh, four quadrants kind of came to mind of where we probably should do an inventory of, uh, we probably got some forgiveness work to do. And Jeff, you, I love the, you sharing your story there because you helped us to identify, Hey, these certain behaviors or characteristics that are not true to the, the true Jeff, the cynicism, mm. right? the jadedness, um, the, the critical spirit, a competitive spirit, you know, a need to be right, a willingness to play the victim. These are all symptoms mm-hmm. of, as you said, the fact that there's a wound, there's a bitterness you're hanging on to, there's unforgiveness in your heart. So friends, each of us should hear that and say, hey, those behaviors are not badges of honor, those are tools that we can use. They're road signs pointing us to the fact that somewhere in our hearts, somewhere in our past, somewhere in our story, there is a pain that God longs to kiss, yeah, longs to heal. So the experience of pain or the experience of any number of those characteristics, those unhealthy, toxic characteristics is an invitation to the journey of forgiveness and forgiveness, that act, that willful act that we can choose, not needing anyone else that is the key in the gateway to freedom. Mm. So friends, mm. yeah. do we want to reach out and grab that key and turn it and say yes to, and walk out into the wide open lands of God's wonder and love for us and for the world? Because uh, man, life is worth living yeah. <laughs> on the far side of forgiveness. Yeah. You know, It doesn't mean that we won't be hurt again. We talked about this ahead of time. One thing that is fundamental to forgiveness is the necessity to practice it. And we will saying yes to the Christian life is saying yes to a lifetime of practicing forgiveness. That's right. Now where I want to leave us with this, where do you need to practice forgiveness friends? Where do we, where do I need to? Well, four areas that come to mind is that we probably 
at some point in the spiritual journey, you will have to forgive God. Mm. I don't know what you're holding against him. I could share stories of what I was holding against him, you know, um, where I was shaking my fist at the sky. And ultimately, one of the things that I came to realize that I needed to forgive God for his loving mercy and kindness, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Because it is too, for my false small self, it is too great a burden to bear his love for the world, his willingness to forgive us, right? Mm. I, I then had to, you have to forgive the world for its brokenness because mm. we live in a world where evil happens where disaster happens, where fairness is not a reality. Unfairness is, right? So we have to forgive the world for its brokenness. The probably the hardest thing actually for everybody to do is to forgive ourselves. Mm. You would think it, you wouldn't think that's the case. You would think that it's probably harder to forgive the person who's really wounded you or betrayed you, shamed you, um, and maimed you. But I, I think the hardest thing to do is to forgive ourselves um, for our own weakness, for our own limitations. As you said at the outset, Jeff, for just for the mixed bag that we are of, of lusts and of pride and of, of bitterness and resentments and insecurities, you know, we all long to be these confident whole people who are capable of moving with purpose in the world of creating beautiful things of working well, of loving sacrificially. We want to be the heroes of our own story. You know, that's why we're all drawn to these, the, the hero's journey, the hero's myth that we see in the, all these superhero stories and stuff, you know, and man, it's, we, so often we just, we hate ourselves for being so limited. Mm-hmm. We are, we disappoint ourselves. Yes. And it's hard for us to forgive ourselves for that. Yeah. I've known maybe myself as well as others who, it's easier for them to believe that God forgives them than for them to forgive themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, and yeah, absolutely like, well, God can forgive me, but you know, the, the mark of my righteousness, <laughs> the mark of my faith is the fact that I'm unwilling to forgive myself. <laughs> I'm unwilling to receive. What kind of prideful statement uh, right? is that? I right? know I've been guilty of that. I'm a greater judge than God. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that That's more. Insightful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll get into, into that more. I just was thinking, um, as you were talking about the, the quadrant there and, and where are we harboring anger at maybe God for his graciousness and, or at the world for its brokenness. I just was really thinking of Jonah mm-hmm. and how that story ends with him being so angry that God's mercy is so great. Yes. Yeah. And, mm. and that story ends in a truncated fashion. It doesn't resolve. Yes. Because I think it begs the question to each one of us. Here's the free gift. God has created a pathway for all of us so that we will not live lives burdened, um, in chains uh, from the wrongs that we have done and people have done towards us and living in this broken world. We don't have to live there. Here is a way to lean in to what God is offering us. What will we choose to do with it? Mm-hmm. So Jen, what you're saying is the, the real essence of our un- story of understanding forgiveness is if you don't forgive, you're going to get swallowed by a whale. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, no, don't threaten. Come on. <laughs> um, unforgiveness is its own punishment, right? Uh, I love that you brought us there. I just want to read the end of Jonah because it is, I love that Jonah is uh, the only book of the Bible that ends in a question, right? <laughs> wow. And, and, it, and yeah. it ends on a question from God, right? And Jonah's sitting there in his bitterness and resentfulness the under, <laughs> and his angst, right? About the fact that he, 
His preaching, God used it to bring about a mass revival, right? <laughs> a whole people repenting um, and a avoiding. A whole people that Jonah wanted God to punish, they uh-huh. all got forgiven and caused revival. Yeah, yeah. And he's angry about it. Uh-huh. So he's sitting there, and what does he do? So often when we're playing that victim, when we are unwilling to forgive, well, we take it out on the next innocent thing we see. We kick the chair, we kick the dog, we snap at the spouse, right? You know, in this case, it's the plant. Jonah's mad at the plant. So I'm just going to read this. Um, Jonah chapter four, verse nine and on says, but God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said, and I'm so angry. I wish I were dead. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend to it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left and also many animals. That's how it ends. That's profound. Right? (laughs) God's, and I love that right there. You know, I mentioned one of the quadrants is um, willingness to forgive the world and its brokenness. That end there, God's saying, hey, um, shouldn't I not be concerned about all of the souls there, the individual humans that I have named, that I know their names and I have numbered. I have the precise population of Nineveh in my mind because each of them is a soul that I care for. Also animals. I care about the animals. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's just end end there unless anybody's got a final blessing or uh, nugget of wisdom. That God is a scandalous one. Mm-hmm. That we'll Great go, discussion. Yeah, Great discussion. We'll, I'm, I'm, as we're done here, I'm going to go have my plant-based burger. There, there you go. go. Forgiveness is radical. Yes, it is. It is. And it's our gateway to uh, that free to love yeah. that we all, that freedom to love that we all long for. So, friends, we'll see you next week for a conversation about unforgiveness or bitterness as it is, as it is better known and uh, just the pitiful prison that that can be. Thanks mm-hmm. so much, guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have questions or need help or for more information about how to take the next step in your healing journey, please feel free to email us at ftlpod at northcoastcalvary.org or head over to the relationshipresource.org to learn about what classes and resources are available to support you. A big thanks to North Coast Calvary Chapel and the Relationship Resource for making this podcast possible. Our podcast was directed and produced by Joseph Carlson and edited by Nate King. Original music by the one and only Brian McMaster.